Well, you know, the good thing about meth, <laughs> this is a great way to start an episode. <laughs> the good thing about meth is that uh, it'll give you all the energy that you need and it'll get your kids taken away from you. Right, yeah, because that's what you want. <laughs> so that's exactly You're going to have doing. all this excess energy and you won't need to be up. I'm going to be honest, anymore. they make it look really cool on Breaking Bad. Yeah, I mean, who needs all their teeth? I don't need my teeth. I like to. I like to scratch my scabs, anyways, until they're they're bloody and raw. I've had a thought, just because I'm like, I mean, I can't make it like Heisenberg, but I don't. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't take any any drugs the entire show. Mm-hmm. I could be a Heisenberg. I'm. I don't. I don't take drugs. Like, as I could just be a billionaire. As we discussed in uh, episode three, yeah, um, I don't think your science background is strong <laughs> enough for you to be honest. So I could be the Jesse, and you could because you passed science class. Yeah, but then our roles would be reversed because I'd probably be doing the drugs, right? And you would just be saying "Yeah, bitch," because you think that's that's what you're yeah, supposed to do. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> like I'm Jesse, so I just say "Yeah, bitch," and I don't actually contribute. Uh, all right, well, all right. So it's like it's like a, it's a weird version of Breaking Bad, but I think we can pull it off. Yeah, we should do it with like psychedelic mushrooms, though. I don't, I don't feel like that's been done. All right, all right. We'll yeah. make sure. But Netflix, if you're listening. Um, we got the next version of it. <laughs> Breaking Bad, but with psychedelics. <laughs> would be, uh, it'd be an interesting show. It'd be a show for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, this is the Remember the Times podcast. I'm Mitch. This is AJ. Welcome, welcome back. We are uh, gearing up for episode five here, now that we're done talking about Breaking Bad and me. Wishing I was a drug dealer. Um, it's good money. It's not honest, but it's good. So I hear. Um, we are up into June 2002. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. That's where we left off. We are now in the September, October 2002. September, October? Like September slash October. Mm. Yeah. All right, so we are at... A little bit over 20-ish years ago from time of recording. Yeah, this is so sad. Um, Mitch has been in my band for about a year now at this point in time. Uh, you can go back and listen about how he got into the band and how we started everything if you want. Through treachery and sheer will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we had just played our second show together a few months prior in June. We did not play again over the summer, but we... Jammed so much. We learned a ton more covers. I think we wrote some songs. I know we started playing some Operation Ivy. Mm-hmm. Notably, most notably, Knowledge. But I think we started playing Jaded. Remember jamming that one? Yeah, I think we did that. I think we played the crowd Not live. We yeah, weren't playing the crowd yet, or we were. Playing I think the we did yet. that. That that was my like. Hey, check it out! I'm the best bass player you've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that song's awesome. Um, I don't think we ever played it live, but I know we jammed Blood Clot by Rancid mm-hmm. at, at practice, which I love that song. That song is so good. Rance is just awesome in general. I, I was always happy to do any song that made me look excellent. I mean, that's even pretty if much, I couldn't. That's bass. Even that's if I couldn't fully bass. do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, he's trying. Um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, so this this episode is three gigs in one. I just felt it was better to tell the whole story at once, which is why episode four was so short. Yeah, I, I, but I will I will point out that AJ said there's like eighteen hundred shows that he's written stuff for uh we're not going to do 1800 episodes because that'll that'll last into probably the next millennia (laughs) well i mean it just not i mean most times some weird shit happens but not every time yeah yeah yeah. some shows are just shows yeah so so, every once in a while nothing bad happens (laughs) so we'll we'll 
kind of mush some shows together in, in an attempt to actually be able to get to like the later stuff in our lives. Where, yeah. Without having to put out 700 episodes first. <laughs> um, so if you recall on episode two, my band uh, tried out for the Manhattan Beach Hometown Fair. You have to audition to play for this Battle of the Bands that happens during the fair weekend, which we did not make it. We didn't get in. We were too not good. I would say you guys were too edgy. Too edgy. Right. Um, they weren't ready for you. That's fair. That's not your fault. But here we are a year later. Um, Mitch is a, is a new addition. And now we switch instruments. Not only, he's not just the bass player. Mitch comes up and sings. He plays guitar. I play bass. I even played drums for a couple songs. Chris came out and played bass. Um, so we went into this tryout for the hometown fair. Guns blazing. We only had, I think we only had five minutes to audition. And we squeezed three songs into the five minute audition. We still had two minutes left to spend. We, had, we played Help. But um, by the Beatles, but we played the 88 Fingers Lily punk version, and then then we switched instruments, and we played Halloween by the Misfits. Although I think we played more of the AFI version. I'm pretty sure we played the AFI version because it was it's more in your range. Yeah, and you're also really young and had a high voice, probably. Yeah. Then we switched again. I went back and played drums. Chris played bass, and we played some kind of hate by the Misfits. If you recall, yes. all of this, I. I think that was what really impressed them, was that we did all of that stuff. Um, it couldn't have been our talent. <laughs> no, I, I, ima I imagine now, if you watched a band, if they all switched instruments as frequently as we did, but if we were yeah. able to switch them like more smoothly. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like we took them off and like flicked them in time, <laughs> or like added to the pageantry with that somehow. I don't even think we like took the, uh, had the presence of mind to be like, group the songs together. No, that was not We just... It was completely we'd, we'd, we'd see our set list and we'd be like, oh, I'm on guitar for this song. And take it on. Send it, hand it to the guy and go, like, no, you pick up the guitar. <laughs> it actually was pretty fun, to be honest. But Yeah, I, I, I think it adds like an element of chaos. But I, th I think if you if we had accurately, like, right. appropriately kind of like scheduled, like, like rehearsed it. We could have done the, a better job. Yeah. yeah, did the handing off and everything. That would have been cool. I think... At least by the second show of this episode that we're talking about, Chris had a broken hand. But I think he had a broken hand during the tryouts. I think so, yeah. Was it from football? Yeah, he okay. broke his pinky, but he broke it really bad. And he yeah. had to wear a full cast. Yeah, he had a full cast, and he just kind of had the, the stick. He put like the in stick it. in the cast. Jesus Christ. I can't believe he did that. Um, good job, Chris. But, so, <laughs> because... I think because he did that, his hand did not heal properly. Yeah. And he had to get some pins in his hand. I, I do remember that, that there ended Jesus up being Christ. a follow-up appointment that he had to do that he wouldn't have had to do if he had. Like, that was a dumb idea. But it. we thought this was like, you know, this, this, was, this is was our moment. It's, this was a fucking moment. It's the hometown thing. <laughs> this is pig news. This is the hometown thing. You played next to the beer garden. That, I mean, it really did feel like that. Yeah. Like, that felt like huge to it, us. It had a, it had a backstage tent. I remember that that when we were in it, I was like, "Oh my god!" But the only thing is, how the hell did Chris play bass with a cast on, though? Uh, maybe, maybe he switched he, into he, a soft cast. He had yeah. a he had a pick, I think, so he was able to hold on to the pick, and he was just Jesus. We'll have to look at the video. Maybe he switched to a soft cast because it was. I don't we'll know. check the footage. 
Uh, impressive, Chris. Good job. Anyways, we no friggin' made it. We made it into the hometown fair, which was a big step up of a year ago, which we did not make it. Um, so, fast forward ahead. I believe this is October 5th, 2002. Um, and we had our big day at the hometown fair. But at the same time, we got into this battle of the bands that my dad knew about at the Viper Room in Hollywood. A coworker of his was um, working for the Surfrider Foundation. I don't know if they're still around there. They do a bunch of um, it's like beach work. Cleanup yeah, beach cleanup right? type stuff. And they were having this big event that if you um, sold a bunch of memberships to the Surfrider Foundation, the, the more you sold, the, the better spot you got on the... Um, during the Battle of the Bands at the Viper Room. It's pay to win, but with a purpose. Yeah, but we didn't know any better. Yeah. Anyways. No, we're playing, we're, we got an opportunity to play at the Viper Room in Hollywood. We're taking it. Yeah, so we were going all around selling memberships to, I don't know, our friends' parents, maybe, I guess. I mean, I was knocking on neighbors' doors, whatever. Um, <laughs> we did a pretty good job, and we ended up playing both. This is going to be a big theme uh, episode from now, but two sets in a day. Uh, is not uncommon to me, but this was the first time that I've done such a thing. But so the hometown fair um, is in the very like what eleven or twelve in the afternoon, like early in the day. So it's not like we totally yeah. were able to do the, both. The timing made sense. Yeah. So the, we the took two performances both. might not have, but the timing did. Yeah. Um, so we get there in the morning. All of our friends came out again to the hometown fair. Um, I was wearing again wearing my silver Nike shorts, but I was wearing. In seventh grade, my mom made me a Robin costume, Batman <laughs> and Robin, and I wore the Robin shirt. You know, punk rock. Very punk rock. Um, James was wearing his clown pants. We had all bought clown pants at the Rhodium <laughs> very recently. The Rhodium being a, a big swap meet in Redondo. Yeah. And uh, you were sick that morning. Yes. Were you not? I, I woke up sick. I, I felt like like something weird in my throat, and th that will also be a, procur uh, a recurring theme throughout yeah. future episodes. Where yeah, when Mitch doesn't have an immune system, when and it really he's, be he's like a, a toddler's immune system, basically. But anyways, yeah. continue. It, it, it <laughs> becomes a recurring thing that when it really counts, I would get like sick in the throat for some reason, and that that could be psychosomatic, that could be that could be any number of things. But it would always happen that it's like, oh, we've got a bunch of shows today. Oh my god, my throat's tight. So maybe it wasn't that you have a bad immune system, but you're just like a wuss. It could be that I was just being being a little, <laughs> little beta bitch. Um, who knows? Boom. <laughs> who can who can speak on <laughs> me twenty years ago? I mean, I, I still still think I was nervous at that point. Oh, you know what? I took my contacts out that day because I was nervous, so I didn't have to really see anybody. <laughs> and my eyes weren't so bad that I was going to fall off the stage at this point. I just like, everyone was slightly just blurry. blurry. Yeah, I did that. I remember that. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's your equivalent of like, imagine everyone in their underwear. <laughs> I just, like, I don't have to how about what if they're all just blocked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible idea. I could have fallen. <laughs> I didn't. But, uh, so what did, okay, what did you do to try and okay. mend your illness that morning? So the, this one, this one, will still give me me uh, stress dreams to think about every now and then. Did you that, read about this, or did you just think you 
I don't believe that I ever read about it. I, I think that I came up with a homebrew remedy for a sore throat where I was like, you know what? Sometimes when I drink guava juice, it feels like it coats my throat. Mm -hmm. So what I did on the way to the hometown fair was I bought a whole container of guava juice. I was like, I'm going to keep drinking this all day. My throat's going to be silky, buttery smooth. I'm going to be able to sing in, uh, I'm going to be able to sing all day to my heart's content. Um, turns out, if you drink an entire thing of guava juice, uh, it wrecks havoc on your uh, on your guts. So oh, um, I don't want to I don't want to skip too far ahead. Yeah. But first thing that when we got to the Viper room was that I needed an emergency trip to the bathroom. And uh, I like I like uh, I'm a high schooler at the time, so I'm I'm nervous about using a public bathroom or everything, mm-hmm. especially in Hollywood where everybody's so cool. And the bathrooms are dirty. Bathrooms are dirty. Uh, everybody's so rad that you don't want to like you don't want to like look like look like you're you're sick and gross. Yeah. I go into the bathroom and I check underneath every stall, and then then I sat down and I just unleashed holy hell. And then when I got up and I was washing my hands afterwards, I smelled the bathroom smelled like guava. Oh my god! Like it smelled like somebody lit a guava scented candle. It was, you know, oh um, uh, just in advance trigger warning for the stuff that I said thirty seconds ago. So if, you, if you're not, if you were uh, eating food, I'm so sorry. That's quite a story, Mitch. Um, yeah, so, so I did all of that based off of no evidence and no science and no reason why I would think that drinking an entire carton of guava <laughs> juice would help my throat. But you know what? We did both shows. And um, you sounded great. Yeah. So maybe there's something to it. Something to it. Sometimes... It's a bit of a Hollywood diet. Like I just, <laughs> I did a little spring cleaning before. To be fair, sometimes something worse, like, um, in years later, when I learned to scream, and I was on tour, like, you know, you, you, caffeine's not good for the throat. Mm-hmm. And I take pretty good care of myself, especially, like, on tour, screaming is, is very difficult to keep up, but sometimes I would have, like, a bit of an energy drink on stage. I wouldn't take it a lot, like, mostly my water, but I felt like it would help me scream, um... I don't know, just kind of ruin my throat a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just to help me scream more. It, it would it would make you able to do that one little that bit. That one little thing a in, little better. In exchange for what you're going to feel tomorrow. I mean, yeah. Just an extra shot of apple cider vinegar. But, um, but yeah, it's, I still will refer to the, to the guava carton show. It's like, here's me pretending I know what's happening with my throat. And just like trying to listen to my body as like, a, I think we were 16 at this point. 15, 16. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I remember you got to the house. You got to my house and you just had a big carton of what a guava juice. That yeah. was the weirdest just pure thing. guava juice. Because, um, hey, you know, as people drink. As people they're, do. They're right? professional yeah. singers. I think we did a good job, though. We didn't win, sadly, but um, I think we played rigged. good. Yeah, totally rigged. I know we played Help by the, the same cover, 80 Fingers Lily cover. We played Safe Tonight by Anti-Flag. We played Fortunate Son. Mitch, you sing that one, um, and your pants were falling down the whole time. Yep. You kept <laughs> your belt fall off or something? I don't think I brought a belt. Uh, yeah. I, I, there was a long period of my life where I didn't consider you needed belts. I was like, your pants should just fit. And okay. my, mine didn't. Maybe you bought those pants before you got sick and lost 30 pounds? <laughs> Could be. Probably before I drank all the guava <laughs> I lost 30 well, pounds that day. I don't think you... Impressive. Doctors <laughs> would have been very upset. 
I don't think your pants fell off completely, thank God. No, no, no. I was, I was keeping them up, but right. I, I remember that that's actually a recurring thing that would happen through multiple shows, right. is, that, is that I'd be like dancing or something, and I'd watch a video later where I'm holding onto one of my one of my belt loops with a hand. He's that, learn. That's just learn. super cool. It, 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 was my, it was my dance style that I developed. Um, we also played Lost in Space again, which I sang, and we also played Some Kind of Hate by The Misfits. Which we, um, we had mit, no, no, James counted off in French before we started playing that song. Yeah. Did we think that was funny or something? I don't know if we thought it was funny, we just thought it was interesting. Different. I know the actual Misfits would, Jerry only would count off, one, two, three, four, every, every song. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Maybe that's, I don't know. That's not that funny. But no, whatever. it's not. <laughs> in, in, in retrospect, it's like, why would you? That was a thing we needed to do. Well, that's what we did. And, and so we did. We lost. On a uh, on a side note, my first girlfriend came to watch us at the hometown fair. She broke up with me like a month later. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we didn't play that well. Maybe that wasn't impressive. This guy sucks. I, I gotta ditch this loser. <laughs> he didn't even win the hometown fair. Ew. I thought he was gonna win. Yeah. I only date winners. Sad. Sad, AJ. But uh, yeah, my dad filmed it, so I know we watched it. I didn't think we played that bad, but you know, no, I th- I think it was it was fine. It w- it wasn't particularly yeah. like it wasn't one of those shows where afterwards you finished and you're like, wow, we fucked that up. Yeah, we've had those. Yeah. We definitely had those. But um, anyway, so we we lost, but it was still it was really fun. We went home, had a little break, packed up my parents' Tahoe, drank and- another gar- carton of uh, guava juice. <laughs> And up to Hollywood we go for our first time playing in Hollywood at the Viper Room. Um, so we were, what, maybe 16 at best. Chris was 14 at best. So we were not allowed in. We set up our gear and uh, had a, I don't think we had a sound check. No, the Viper Room has a back line. I guess we just brought in our guitars and set them down and right then we, set them down and they said, get out of here. We weren't allowed in there until right before our set. So we were literally just standing up on Hollywood Boulevard with my dad waiting um, for like a couple hours. I don't know. I think we, we must have gone to get food or something. Um, there was a lot of people out there. And uh, there was a huge just crowd right in front of the Viper Room. And... Uh, Okay. In my head, this guy who looked exactly like ZZ Top, one of them, one of the ZZs, Gibbons, one of the ZZs, guys with the beards, had glasses on and a hat. I don't know if that's exactly what he looked like, but that's the memory it's I have. This guy with a beard and sunglasses. There was a guy in beard and sunglasses, but 21 years later, it's Billy Gibbons from yeah. ZZ Top in my head. We'll just say it was him. Anyways, all of a sudden, and I think he was homeless. If not, or he was just having a rough night. So it wasn't Billy Gibbons. It wasn't Billy Gibbons. But he didn't look well clothed. Um, but he, he was pretty wasted. And all of a sudden, like, we're just sitting out there on the Hollywood Boulevard, and you just hear a guy goes, what do I have to do to get some room to walk around here? Fart? <laughs> and, then, and then we all turn around, and there's just this Billy Gibbons-looking drunk guy, like, just kind of waiting for everybody to clear so he can walk, walk through. <laughs> My dad is kind of like, yeah. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. And uh, so it was night at this point. And I think we had like the third slot or something. I guess we had sold enough memberships to not play first. Mm. 
And so they let us in right before I decided to um, change off my uh, Robin shirt for another Nike shirt. So I was in full Nike gear. Cool. This one, yeah. Cool, cool, Super cool. Really punk rock. Sponsored. And we, um, there was a band called Silver Dancer <laughs> that was playing waiting while we were waiting for us. And this was, oh man, we got a kick out of this one. There was a guy, he had incredibly long straight hair and yeah, he had to a, the middle of his back yeah and a guitar and a one of those like headsets that like in sync wears yeah or like britney spears would wear yeah. while she's dance singing and just the drummer so it's just a drummer at him and they were called silver dancer because the band instead of having like you know a bass player yeah had a girl another instrument yeah to fill out the sound just had a girl dressed in all silver semi-dancing to the set. Wait a second. Was she the silver dancer? I think you might be right. <laughs> Holy God. I'm just now getting this. You and... He was like kind of like singing to her. Yeah, he, he, he would like... He would play a solo and sing into his little headset mic and lean up against her like, Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> oh, did we get a kick out of and that And she, she was just kind of like... Like kind of belly dancing, but slower. <laughs> it, was, it was a... Very, very weird set to watch. Super, super and we're like, weird. Yeah. I guess that's our that's the, the that's the band to beat. That's what we're going up against. <laughs> I mean, I still remember it to this day, so if he's going for memorable shock factor, like he wins. <laughs> so I will never forget that. That was the weirdest thing ever. That was that was all spectacle. Um <laughs> Yeah. I don't so then it was our turn. Bunch of sixteen who goes up there. It is like completely sold out, which I don't know what the Viper Room cap is. What like three or four hundred? It's it's small, but when it's packed, it's it's like intimidating. It's really hot, and the stage is um, super small. Like even for a bunch of sixteen year olds, this thing is really small. And they close. They have a curtain that they close off, so they can't see you when you're setting up. And um, the uh, I remember I was just putting on my guitar. I was like, James, was like don't don't hit me up here, man. It's really small. And then I was just like kind of getting into it and I was just like swinging my guitar and I just smacked him right in the face with my guitar completely by accident. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. you told me not to hit you? Well, like this, pow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think we played some originals this time. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I remember we played our 45 second banger, put it in perspective. <laughs> I don't know why we chose that one of all the songs. Well, it's just, it's the peak of our songwriting, I think. That was my first. We'll we'll get a, we'll get into that one in our bonus writing episodes. But that was my first endeavor of writing lyrics, um, which I choose to forget. <laughs> but uh, so we're getting up there <laughs> during the set. Some guy I don't know if you just looked bummed. Maybe it was the guava juice. You weren't feeling so hot. But some guy is like, "Hey, this guy's angry." And you were like, "What?" It's like, "Are you angry?" And you were like, "Yeah." I'm angry. I, I remember that distinctly. Were you upset or something? No, it was some adult. <laughs> I'm, I'm a child. <laughs> some some drunk guy. Some adult's like, you angry? <laughs> Get angry, bro. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm angry. Swear I'm angry. I am, I'm up here. I'm front manning. <laughs> that, was really, that was a really fun set. We did not win, but to play to a packed house at the Viper Room at... 15 or 16 was was um, a really exciting experience, I remember. And uh, so this was not third place. This was not place. the same show as we played with Cowboy Mouth, right? Um, no, you were thinking of a different venue about 
12 years later. Hey, that sounds right. Yeah, so don't, don't, just, <laughs> just be quiet about it. <laughs> Man, okay. <laughs> the whole purpose of this is that yeah. I, I don't know what we did. Dear God, that was off. <laughs> um, that was pretty much the end of that one. Um, like I said, we got third place. I don't know if you remember, like, there were talks of us, so this was October 2002, so there was talks of us the next summer, 2003, of us opening a tour for the Surf Rider Foundation. Yeah. Um, it never happened, but um, but that w- we were really excited about that. That would have been, that would have been a thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think being younger kids growing up in Southern California, finding out that we were going to play at the Viper Room, we're yeah. like, oh shit, this is like, this is That's the it. moment. That is the moment. And we were all excited about the hometown fair. Yeah. And then we got the, the Viper Room show. We were just wow. like, oh, fuck the hometown fair. Like, yeah. like this is the one. This is the only one. Like, you know, River Phoenix died outside of that place. Like, like this is a piece oh, of, piece of yeah, Hollywood yeah. legend. And Johnny Depp owns it. Yeah. And his, his uh, partner disappeared, right? Who knows? I'm not going to put myself on a list by speculating. <laughs> oh, if anybody listens to this, I guess we're on the list then. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny, we're so sorry. <laughs> Um, but, but I, yeah, I remember being so pumped about this show because it was, yeah. like, it was our first time. Yeah. It was like our third, fourth show ever. So this was, yeah, this was our, my fifth show, I guess. I guess you played before that. I, play, I played a few shows before I joined up with yeah. you guys. So. I guess technically if you, if you count that, that time my dad made me play at the open mic night by myself. <laughs> I don't count that. Yeah, that's but why there's no episode for it. Um, this is my fifth show. I'm counting it as five, but well, I'm sure we're going to get into more arguments about that later on. Because, but that, that I remember getting the show and then feeling like that was like the you have been chosen. We've done hand it. Yeah. on top of your head. You're going. To, you're going to Hollywood. We've done it. This is where it happens. We done did it. Uh, spoiler, it wasn't where it happened. Yeah, we, <laughs> we still haven't made it yet. But. Yeah, I, I, I pooed all over the bathroom, and then we, and then we uh, didn't win the battle of bands. <laughs> But we got third place. Yeah. Not bad for a bunch of 16-year-olds. That's, huh? a, that's a bronze, baby. And Chris was still playing with a semi-broken hand. Um, and it was our second show of the day. Yeah. Second, you know, yeah. Call it a win. All around crushing it, which leads me to my MVP. I'm, I mean, I think, I think Chris wins that one playing with a yeah. broken hand at all three. Yeah. I, I, I cast... He wasn't even, He couldn't even wrap his fingers around. He was just playing with his hand. Yeah, it was just stuck into his cast. <laughs> and it was like pretty, pretty in one spot. Goddamn. But yeah, I remember when he broke his hand, I think it was during football practice or maybe even during a game. Yeah. And I remember going like, oh shit, like all those shows are off. Yeah. And then he got a cast and was just like, I think I can just like, <laughs> wave, my, wave my whole cast. And we're like, all right, let's try it. And it, and it, it worked out well enough. Good job, Chris. You let us. Yeah, man. We got, we got third place playing against adults. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we first Hollywood show. The bug caught us. We did it. MVP, Chris, and good job. That's episode five. We are, that was a three-show three, three show episode. Oh, my gosh, are we into, no, we're still, we're into sophomore year now. We're, we're crazy now. Things are getting up. Things are getting crazy <laughs> from now on. As, as we get older yeah. and as, uh, as alcohol gets introduced or other shenanigans that we just tend to get into. Would you say things get more sad or just... I don't think so. No, I mean, it's I think, hilarious. Yeah, I, th- I think we find ourselves in more wild ass situations that that we aren't because right now in these in in the first you know five episodes we've uh, most of the shows have been 
given to us by your dad, more or less. <laughs> the, he, Somehow. He, he's kind of coordinated, he, yeah, or, or the connections that, that we have. But but it's been coordinated to, like, yeah. hey, my kids want to play. After this one, though, um, I think we figured out how to start playing of our own accord. Yeah. And we, well, me and you pretty much booked everything. Once we start getting booked as a band, as opposed to getting booked as this guy's kids band. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's when it starts getting a little bit more wacky and wild, yeah. Um, because 100%. because we're trying to we're trying to break <laughs> out on our own, and at the same time we're coming in on our fourth show as an entire band, and we're like we already got a third place in the Battle of the Bands at Viper Room. Like we don't need you. We don't need anybody. You sure you want us to play in your team famous. center? So famous. <laughs> <laughs> and ne- never to ask for more money or anything like that. It was more just entitlement. I don't even remember. Thinking about money until we started no, touring. Never, never asked for money until we were on tour. We were like, "Well, we need to pay for gas." Like I know we, I know we sold merch, so we like had money, but what we did with it, I don't know. Oh yeah, I put it in my savings. It's, yeah, it's still there to this okay, day. Cool, but like I never thought like we. Every show was just like an opportunity. It was like we're doing yeah. it. I don't give. I don't care. It was, it was never a question, like, how much does that show pay? Yeah, it's like, oh, we're doing it. Like, we're opening for Circle Jerks. Yep, we're doing it. Playing the Viper Room. Yep, we're doing it. How much do we have to pay? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to let us to get play? there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, Hollywood. Woo. All right, Wild mm-hmm. Times. Yep. Episode, was that episode five, right? Yeah, yeah that's five, right? Oh, my God. Episode five in the can. Yep. Thank Join you us next so week for more 2002 Madness. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, watching and stuff. We'll see you at the next one. Bye, everyone.